Hey everyone, welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host, Marge, and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm really glad you're here. And if you've been following along for a little while, then welcome back. And I'm really glad you're a listener. This is, I believe, episode 19. So we are going to be covering a few different things today, a couple of listener Q and A's that I think cover some important things that are easy to miss when we're talking about edibles. Sit back, enjoy the ride. If you can hear this, yeah, grab a drink. Hope that hope that wasn't too loud, and I'll have to cut that out later. But grab a drink. Let's get going. So first of all, before I get into the listener Q and A's, I just want to say. That seed that I said I was going to plant for uh, a nice cannabis house plant, well, guys, things aren't going too well. Unfortunately, nothing's happening. I put it in one of those little rock wool cubes that you use for starting little little seedlings, and I've been watering it, tending to it, singing to it some days. I put it in a bright sunny window where a lot of my other house plants sit, think, sit thinking, you know, it would really appreciate the the brotherhood or sisterhood of its fellow fellow nearby plants and so far nothing obviously but if you listen to last week's episode I was talking about it then too which means it's been a whole week and not a thing which just I don't know I don't know what's wrong it's kind of disappointing because I was really looking forward to have something pop up because it's super exciting when you see a new leaf unfurling from a house plant if you're into house plants at all you know what I'm talking about but so far, it's been pretty disappointing. There's nothing going on. So I'll have to keep you updated. Maybe I'll have to start again and try something different. Yeah, right now, my goal of having a cannabis house plant is not happening the way I had planned. But hey, that's life, isn't it? Do things ever go according to plan completely? Not too often. So maybe this is a lesson disguise, eh, my friends? Just a reminder that sometimes things don't go as you intend and you just have to pick yourself back up, brush your shoulders off, and keep marching on. Anyway, I have a couple of listener Q&As this week, and I'm pretty excited to share them because I'm also really pleased that these people decide to reach out and contact me. I really appreciate the questions, you guys. So the first one is from Brittany, who's in the States. And she messaged me and we had a pretty great conversation. So hi, Brittany, if you're listening to this, I really appreciate your question. And what she wanted to know essentially was, could she use trim for making her edibles? And if she did, would they be too low of a potency? And I think this is a great question because we've been talking about edibles now for 18 episodes, which is, uh, I don't know how many months that is, but it's been a while because they come out every, the episodes come out every week. And it probably hasn't actually really been covered that I can recall. But the short answer is yes. Yes, you can use trim or shake. And they will, that doesn't necessarily mean they'll have low potency. The only thing I use for my edibles right now myself is the trim and shake from from weed it's the stuff that you would otherwise trim off your dried flour or whatever that you would otherwise probably just compost or throw out and that is the perfect stuff to use to make edibles because it's it's like a waste product otherwise you'd be just tossing it away and instead of tossing it away you can make all these fantastic things like why wouldn't you 
you can of course use bud and some of the books that i have i'm pretty sure by the by the ratios that they're presenting they are using bud whole flower that is certainly something you can do but it gets really expensive to do that maybe it'll be a little more potent because you're using like whole flower but i think at the end of the day the potency levels you're going to get with using trim or shake is going to be pretty equivalent now you may have to use more in your in your infusions you can't you probably can't really get away with using like five or six grams of of shake when you're making infusions but if you have access to trim and usually whether you're buying it from somebody or or getting it from somebody or if you have it from your own plant if you have it usually there's a lot it's not just like oh you have a little bit you usually there's a lot and it's a lot cheaper too you can buy usually trim or shake is pretty cheap to buy so it makes it a great way to a great way to use up something that would otherwise be a waste product and you know in this world of environmental sustainability and trying to save the earth one action at a time that way you can turn your edibles into something that's good for the environment as well as for yourself how wonderful is that i think that's pretty great so yes use your trim in fact it's preferred i would say because the bud is going to get really expensive if you're making your edibles with that and then also if you mess up if you're using some really nice flour that you bought at a dispensary or maybe you grew it or you got it from somebody who's growing it wherever you ended up getting it, if you're using really nice flour and then uh an infusion or a recipe that you're trying out doesn't turn out exactly the way you're hoping, which will happen when you're experimenting, you're not going to be nearly as upset than if you used, or sorry, if you are using bud, you're going to be a lot more upset than if you used trim because the cost involved in that is significantly higher. So I would recommend if you have access to it, use your, your trim. And I don't think the potency will be an issue. So I really appreciate you writing in to ask that question, Brittany. It's something that probably some people needed to hear because, you know, they're thinking they had to go out and buy some really expensive bud in order to make their edibles. And you really don't have to. You can use, you could probably use, you know, whatever you can get your hands on. So that's good news for all you aspiring edibles makers out there, bakers, chefs, etc. The next question comes from Ryan in the US of A as well. And Ryan had a really great question as well. He was asking when making an infusion, in his case, he was asking specifically about coconut oil, but this would apply also to pretty much any of your other infusions, your, your honeys, um, other oils like avocado, olive oil, what else have I infused, cream, whatever the case might be, but specifically he was asking about coconut oil. How much do I use coconut oil to cannabis? What's the ratio? And that's a really good question too, because there can be a lot of confusion about that, especially if you're not really too, if you're just sort of getting started, you're not too familiar with what the hell it is that you're doing. And the answer is there is no one answer. So, <laughs> so this is a great question and I really appreciate you writing in to Ryan to ask this because it is something that a lot of people are probably wondering about. And there is a reason why I haven't really given any specific ratios on the show. And that's because there's so much trial and error when it comes to that. If you're following or looking up a recipe in a book or online, you'll find that a lot of the ratios are pretty low. 
some of them like this sort of relates back to Brittany's question as well some of them will be like six grams of of bud to two cups of coconut oil that seems pretty low now a lot of these cookbooks that i have also do tend to err on the side of caution and will have lower dose edibles because again you don't want to overdo anything and you can always eat more and it's easier to eat more of something delicious than to make something that is so fucking potent that one bite's going to knock you on your ass and will do who knows what to to granny if she happens to get her hands on them so that totally makes sense but a lot of it is still trial and error i can't really stress this enough when i first started making edibles oh, a couple years ago now at least um i would use about two cups of coconut oil to say 20 grams of of trim or shake again i was using shake not bud and that seemed to work over time i've increased that to upwards of 40 grams for two cups and Maybe that sounds high, but that seems to be what gives me a potency that I like for the cookies and the different things that I make. But that's also me increasing and playing around with the amounts over time. I do like to tend to stick to the two cups. For me, I'm using a lot of the times a magical butter machine and you can do either two minimum of two cups at a time upwards to five cups, I think. But I find two cups gives me enough to make... If I'm doing cookies or something, you know, I can make an average of three batches of something, like maybe a couple of batches of cookies and a batch of the fat bombs, or I can use some to infuse a little bit of peanut butter, things like that. That's enough for me to have some on hand to work with. Sometimes I will double that, and then I just have more on hand. You might as well do a minimum of two cups, because if you're doing anything less than that, I just find that then you just end up having to make more after making your cookies or your brownies or whatever it is that you're wanting to make. And that's just more work for you. Why not just do a bigger batch, and then you can keep it in your cupboard, because it's not going to go bad. Again, one of the things that's great about these infusions, of course, like coconut oil or olive oil, is they don't really go bad quickly. So the only exception to that, of course, is probably your infused cream, which should be used up pretty quickly. I think we talked about that in that podcast episode. But for your basic oils and honey, uh, those those won't go bad on you quickly. And if you're making edibles on a fairly regular basis or are planning to, kind of like I, I do, then using them up within a few months is not going to be an issue. It's more like whether you use them up in like few weeks play around with the ratios and start on the lower end if you're using shake maybe do two cups and start out with you know a half ounce or something put that together and see how that works out for you because again you're playing around with this stuff so it brings me back to a point that i that sort of ties both of these questions together take notes you guys you will thank yourself later whether you just have a note on an app on your phone or you get a little notebook or something that you keep somewhere that has all your experimenting in it keep some notes somewhere because when you're playing around with whether you're using trim or whether you're using dried flour whether you're doing 20 grams of of shake with two cups of coconut oil and then seeing how that works and you think you're going to remember this stuff the next time you go like it's say you know you a month has gone by and you got to make more more coconut oil 
or a different infusion and a month, you know, it's been at least a month since the last time you made some, you think you're going to remember what you did last time. And trust me, you don't, you just don't, you got too much shit going on in your life. And then you come back and you're like, well, what did I do last time? So I've always taken a note, even if it's just to write down the date and how much coconut oil to cannabis I put in it. And you know, something simple like that, because it's amazing how quickly we forget. So that's my pro tip of the day. And it will really save you a lot of time and energy. If you're taking lots of notes and you're experimenting quite a bit, over time, you're going to discover your your ratios, your dosing, your tolerances, and you'll be more confident. And that's the thing. That's why experimenting can be so much fun. And and I liked how Ryan mentioned too, that he felt like a little bit like a mad scientist when he was trying out some different things. And that really resonated with me because I too feel like a mad scientist some days when I open up my infusions cupboard and I see everything in there and I have my jar of decarbed weed. And when I'm trying out a new recipe or whatever, it does make me kind of feel like a mad scientist. It's a lot of fun, especially because you get to try the results and see how it works for you. And it's fun to share. So I mean, that's probably why we're all here, isn't it? Because we feel the same way about that. So take lots of notes. Just know that you're going to be experimenting. You're going to be tweaking these recipes, trying different things. And over t- it's a process. Over time, you're going to get more confident and you'll learn more about how you react to the things that you're making. So again, Brittany and Ryan, I really appreciate these questions. I appreciate you both for listening. If you uh, are listening out there and you have a question for me or a comment or a story or whatever the case might be, I would love to hear it at bitemepodcast.fastmail.com. And I'll probably repeat that at the end of the the show because, hey, that's, that's what a person's supposed to do, right? So moving on, I guess the next, the for just before I, I sign off here, because we're getting uh, a little long into long in the tooth, as they say. What I'm going to be playing around this coming week is some cannabis cocktails. With Christmas coming, and I happen to have a family where all my kids are older now, which is pretty exciting. I'm getting some of my freedom back. I've gotten a lot of my freedom back, let's be honest. And I know Brittany was feeling the same way. She's got some kids too, and they're they're getting starting to get a little older as well. And when you start to get your freedom back, it's pretty fun, the types of things that you can do. So now that my kids are all adults, uh, Christmas is coming and I'm going to try out some Christmas cocktails, some infused Christmas cocktails. They're, everyone's out at an age now where Christmas dinners can be pretty, pretty lit. Anyway, they all know that I love to make edibles. They actually... Uh, one of my daughters and her boyfriend picked up a nice oven mitt for me the other week that said the weed has or the food has weed in it and I I was touched by their thoughtfulness and also had to chuckle because especially when it comes to baked goods baked goods in my house that is absolutely true I almost don't bake anything unless it has weed in it because uh that's what I like to bake but anyway Christmas is coming and I guess Actually, I guess for my American listeners, the Thanksgiving is coming for you guys as well. So lots of reasons to celebrate and to be with family. But if you're somebody who maybe dreads family occasions because, you know, they're not always the most joyous times, maybe you just need to spike the punch. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I've said before, I've stressed over and over how it's not good to give people weed unknowingly or unwittingly 
but that doesn't mean that you can't spike your own punch. So anyway, I'm going to be playing around with some Christmas cocktails. Another book that I picked up, I think I mentioned last week when I did the review of the Small Bites book, is that uh, is another book called Cannabis Cocktails, Mocktails, and Tonics. And I'm pretty excited about it. Some of the some of the recipes in here look really great. And I love making fancy drinks around Christmas time, like eggnog from scratch and hot toddies and and what have you. And this book also has a couple of infused drinks from morning time, which is kind of interesting because I'm not usually somebody who will do edibles in the morning. I'm almost exclusively evening time when it's time to chill. But I do think that some of these morning time drinks are a much lower dose. So it's almost like, I'm not going to say a micro dose, but it's a much lower dose so that it's not going to knock you on your ass for the rest of the day so you won't get anything done. Although maybe if that's what you're after, then that can work too. But there's a lot of beautiful drinks in here and I'm pretty excited to try them out for the holidays coming up. And another thing I've been playing around with too is making Green Dragon. So Green Dragon, Nitrous Green Dragon, is an emerald green infused alcohol that's apparently used to make fancy drinks. That sounded interesting. Now the book that I have, Bon Appetit, that I did review what feels like eons ago, and I still refer to quite often. The In that book, it says, by using nitrous oxide powered whipped cream dispenser to force infuse cannabinoids, fuck, I can never say that word, cannabinoids, cannabinoids into liquor, legendary New York bartender Don Lee created a gorgeous transparent emerald booze that actually tastes really good. Now, this kind of interests me because I've made tinctures before by basic, I guess I was infusing pretty like ever clear into alcohol to make tinctures and that stuff tastes like ass so it's really kind of useful for anything other than like medicinal purposes which we do use it it's great for headaches and menstrual cramps and trying to get to sleep and that kind of thing but as far as like using it in infusions or using it as an infusion in other recipes it's uh pretty useless the book goes on further to say uh, that this once revolutionary method quickly became the favored way to create basic ingredients for cannabinated, cannabinated cocktails, sparkling, sparking a rush of interest from high-minded mixologists far and wide. Well, for starters, I'm not a high-minded mixologist, but I am interested in making some cannabis cocktails, and apparently this nitrous green dragon, aside from tasting great on its own, can be used to make a bunch of other delicious looking cocktails that I'm going to try. I do realize this is going to be lower in THC because obviously combining alcohol and THC can be dicey. And so you definitely want to go on the low end for this. But I did purchase a heat tolerant whipped cream dispenser with a nitrous oxide charger. I spent way too long on Amazon trying to find the exact combination but it's supposed to be arriving tomorrow and I'm kind of super excited because first I didn't even really know what a nitrous oxide charger and whipped cream dispenser was, but now I do. And I can't wait to start infusing cocktails. The beauty of this too, you guys, is if you are interested in doing something like this, Black Friday deals are coming and it's probably a great time to pick one up. And now that I think about it, as I'm saying this out loud, I probably should have waited. Fuck. I probably could have gotten them for... 
less money. But there you go. I was super excited because I've been wanting to make this green dragon, nitrous green dragon, uh, for quite some time. And in fact, I think I'm going to make some infused, this uh, emerald green nitrous oxide green dragon for some people on my Christmas list. People who aren't getting cold, they're going to get something really lovely. So, so yeah, that's what I'm going to be playing around this week. And remember, if you're needing any supplies for making edibles, whether it's kitchen supplies, your silicone oven mitts, which I've recommended, or I don't know, whatever else you need, you're lacking your kitchen, Black Friday deals is a great time to pick up that kind of stuff and save yourself some money. If you weren't already thinking about Black Friday and spending a few bucks, well, this is treat yourself. You're making this stuff anyway, why not? Anyway, that's it for this week. Again, if you want to connect with me, it is bite me podcast at fastmail.com. And uh, you can also connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on there from time to time. And that's at bite me podcast. I'm actually also on Twitter too and Pinterest. I'm on all the socials, even though I'm not actually on all the socials that often. But you can find me there too, usually at bite me podcast or at host Marge. And the last thing I'm going to mention is if you do enjoy the podcast, consider leaving me a review on the whatever platform it is that you're using. I know it sounds super cheesy for me to ask this, but it seems like all the podcasters are doing it. So I'm going to do it too. Ask if you, if you think you're getting something out of this podcast and you enjoy it and you feel like you want to help out, then leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you also know anybody else who might enjoy this podcast, share it with them. Anyway, enough of that shit, enough of the self-promotion. You guys are awesome, and I'm really glad you're listening. I'm really glad you're here, and I'm makes me pretty happy not to be out there uh, just talking into the void, and that you guys are all out there listening and sharing a love of edibles. So again, have a great week, you guys. Test some things out. Put your mad scientist hat on and take control of your high life, and until next week... Have a high week. 